Welcome to the Financial Feast Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Zach. And today we're going to go over five reasons why we do not want you to pay extra on your mortgage. Welcome back to episode number 22. Yeah. Great to have you here, Kevin. Yes. I have a food question for you before we get started. Awesome. Jump right into it, man. I like it. I I had somebody ask me, and I thought it was a cool question. So if you had a month, the next month, and you could only eat one cuisine... Oh man! What would you go with? So, and we can. I'm. I'm thinking like like one ethnic cuisine. So yeah, I'm not like okay. doing like all of Asia. So like Chinese and Thai would be separate, and Indian would be separate. I've tried some Indian food. Have you ever eaten some Indian food? It can be spicy. I like Indian food. I like yeah. spicy. Yeah, I, I do Indian too. Food. I do like spicy. I would have to. It'd be hard to not go Italian. Honestly, yeah, but that's I what actually, I thought you would go with. I actually think I'm going to go Mexican. Really? I like the spicy okay. Mexican food. I love okay. tacos. I love all that stuff. So. I love, I love that. I would go Chinese. I love Chinese food. Yeah, it's my, it's my guilty pleasure for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm okay with Chinese food. It's just I would not be able to do it for a month straight. I could totally do it for a month straight. No. Nope, not <laughs> totally, gonna happen. Pretty simply, and it's like I could just do chicken with rice and just change the sauces out. <laughs> That's true. Though. Like, you you change can do the that sauce for, out. Yep, put different vegetables in every exactly. day. Exactly, and it's, it's delicious. Totally different would, every time. Yeah, it's delicious. I love that it. is that is actually something you could do. <laughs> it would work. I mean, I love Mexican food. Too. Yeah, I, do too. I love Italian food. Yep. I just like food in I general. Mean, I think true. that's kind of what that's... we established here. Yeah. Yeah. They're really, it's hard to find bad food out it there. It is hard to find bad food. So five right. reasons not to pay extra on your mortgage. Yes. So this is kind of countercultural, I mm-hmm. feel like, because a lot of people, they approach their mortgage, which I want to pay extra on it so I get rid of the payment sooner. Yeah. Which is fine. There's a lot of good reasons to do that. Yeah. My wife and I, to be perfectly honest with you, are paying a little bit extra on our mortgage, and I can explain why we're doing that, but I'm not paying a lot of extra on my mortgage. And when we run through the math, there's reasons that we do that. So when I was doing some research for this podcast, I came up with five different reasons Yeah. that I think people should consider not paying on their mortgage. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So reason number one, the median length of your home ownership is 13 years, and when we're talking about length of your home ownership, why is it important to understand that it's 13 years as opposed to what other number? And then how does that, when we're talking about why does that impact me on I shouldn't be paying my mortgage or I shouldn't be paying extra on my mortgage? Why does the length of time that I live in my house being 13 years matter? Yeah, I think it matters because most people will get a 30-year mortgage loan mm-hmm. so that you're not even hitting the halfway point of you being in that house for yeah. that long at 13 years. And it may not benefit you because if you're not hitting your mortgage payoff date, you might not see that payoff in its max potential. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people are thinking about that because they're saying, hey, I'm going to pay off my house early. And in 20 years, right, I'm going to have it completely paid off. I have a 30-year mortgage. I'm going to pay extra so then I can get it paid off 10 years sooner. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if we're to your point, if we're living in the house 13 years, then I'm not even going to meet that point where I'm even going to pay my house off early. Yeah. And I'm not really seeing a lot of the benefit of paying my house off soon. Yeah. So I could use that money then for other things in the meantime that would probably benefit me greater. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And when it comes down to it, another thing to think about too is there's a now a bigger push to the 15-year mortgage. But even if you get a 15-year mortgage, if the average is 13, you're still looking at a two-year period exactly. of it may not be the best fit for you. And no one can really look 13 years into the future and know what their future is going to be. So you may think that you found your forever home, but you don't know what life's going to bring. Yeah. And don't just think that this is it. I'm here. We'll pay early. The average is 13 years for a reason. Yeah. So some make it longer, some don't, but just don't go into it with that thought of, I'm going to help myself out, pay it off early, if that's the reasoning for it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes down to, even just in the numbers, when you really delve into it, it comes down to which house number is this that you're buying? Because yeah. I think the average length for people who are buying their first house is significantly less than even 13 years. I think it was like yeah. five or six years for people who are buying their first house. And that makes sense, right? Because mm -hmm. when you buy a house, you're usually getting a starter home. So it's usually a smaller house. Yeah. And if you if you don't have a family yet and you, you start to have children, you're gonna wanna grow out of that house eventually and get something larger. So yeah. I'm not gonna stay in that first home that I buy typically for very long. Right. So that first house that you bought, we talked last week that you bought a house from the 1900s, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, early 1900s, yeah, right? Yeah. How long were you in that house for? I was in that house from for about six years, yeah. actually. So, yeah. so and the, and the reason you guys moved out was probably because you wanted to be in a different location. Yep. Right, because you were a little farther away from family, but then mm -hmm. also just as you guys then had kids. Yeah. Space. You wanted more space. Yep. So I think that's just something to think through. This number, the thirteen years is bumped up a little bit because as people are getting older, right, into their 40s, 50s, 60s, they're staying in their houses longer. Yeah. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're in your 20s, 30s, early 40s, then this is probably going to be even less than the 13-year mark. So yes. this is really important for us to understand that it might just not make a lot of sense for me if I'm 25 and I'm buying my first house to be putting extra on my monthly payment because I'm not going to really reap the rewards of the how much I'm paying it off early because I'm not going to stay for the whole length anyway. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Right. And that's just number one. That's number one. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, other debt that we have that could be car debt, that could be uh, credit card debt, that could be student loans, all these different things. Other debt that we have typically is higher interest than mm -hmm. what we have on our mortgage. And those things should be paid first rather than paying extra to our mortgage. So can you help us understand maybe a little bit about the math? Um, give us maybe some numbers about what some credit card debt would look like. Yeah. Um, and then maybe what some, what a typical home mortgage would look like, even now with it being reasonably high at like six or 7%. Yeah. Why does it maybe make more sense to put the money onto credit card or car, right, instead of house? Yeah, so in just the basic math sense, the higher interest rate is going to cost you more in the long run. So you wanna put all your money down on that. And typically right now, even with the housing market being at the like 6.8%, I think is what I just recently saw. So basically seven, um, cars will be higher than that. And then credit cards are significantly higher than that. Significantly, yeah. They're I mean, usually in the 20s. Yeah. I mean, I I think the lowest I've seen is like 14 or 15. Yeah. So mm -hmm. just imagine double yes. what the expensive house mortgages are at the lowest for a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. And you could really um, benefit from paying that off first because you're paying off double that of money, like you said, versus having it go towards a house. And you have such a long pay down period mm -hmm. if you're paying off a house. Mm -hmm. And even if you're putting extra down, whereas you can make your money work better for you by paying off the smaller number debts and with the higher interest rate and then maximize that income. 
Well, and wait, we are fans of Dave Ramsey in certain points that he talks about. We're not we're not completely advocate of Dave Ramsey, but he yeah. does talk a point about that credit card snowball aspect mm-hmm. where where we talk about kind of attacking debts and going after one debt first. So rather than splitting your payment, right, and paying a little bit on credit card debt and then paying a little bit towards your mortgage, right, yeah. and trying to trying to get a little benefit from both, yeah. just ignore the mortgage because the Let's say, especially if your if your interest rate's low, like ours, we bought yeah. it a couple of years ago. You have a three percent or four yep. percent, even a five percent. That's a low interest rate. Yeah, just stop paying that money on your mortgage and just shift it over to a car payment or to a to a credit card payment that you can just get out of the way. And then once that credit card payment's done, now we have that extra money that you're paying every single month that you can now shift to something else. Yeah. And if you have multiple debts, you can just get rid of all of your debt. And then if you want to, you can start putting money toward your mortgage if you want. But we still have three more reasons why we think you should not be doing that. Yes. But if you are doing that and you have other debt, attack the other debt first. Yes. Agreed. 100% every time. Point number three, emergency fund. Oh, yes. Emergency fund is a big point. Yes. Right? And a lot of people don't have an emergency fund. And if you do not have an emergency fund, you should be putting money into an emergency fund before you start putting extra money on your mortgage. Yes, 100%. And this is actually probably the most important out of the five reasons yeah. why not to pay off the house extra. So the emergency fund is incredibly important because you need to have at least three months of living expenses at least mm-hmm. is what we would recommend. Yep. And uh, six months would be better, but right. at um, least three. At least three. At least one. Really, at least one. I mean, I I've I've worked with clients right who who have had nothing and they have other they have debts that they want to attack. And I yeah. say, you know what? Get get to one month so that way you at least have a little bit of a leeway. Yeah. And then you can start attacking these debts because they're overwhelming. Yeah. When you are maybe in a lower income area, it is hard to get to that three month. So the one month is vital. But ideally, we'd really like you to shoot for that three month to six month. Because that's what what that allows you to do is it allows you to, in, in your daily life, to take so much pressure off of, hey, someone's going to have a health concern, right? Or something's going to break in my house and I'm going to have zero money yeah. to handle any of these situations. I don't know what I'm going to do. Where that emergency fund really just gives you that peace of mind and that financial security to just take care of things that happen in your life that you just can't plan for. Yeah, exactly. And you just never know, right? But something always will happen. Yeah. So always be prepared. Number four retirement. Number four is retirement. That's one of our favorite topics. It is. And this is probably the second more most important point. It is. It is. And really, when it comes down to running the numbers, I think there's a real strong argument for people to to put money into retirement as opposed to the mortgage mathematically. Yes. And I'm going to help you ex- understand kind of what I mean by that, right? So let's just imagine, and maybe it's a little bit different depending on right now, right? Because of interest rates are pretty high on your mortgage. But let's just imagine that your your mortgage is three or 4%. All right. If it's three or 4%, you should always consider putting money into retirement before you put your money on into yes. your mortgage. Okay. Um, extra money onto your mortgage. And the reason for that is, is because when we're talking retirement, Kevin, mm-hmm. what do we mean by that? What When we say put money into retirement instead of putting money into your mortgage extra payments, what are we talking about with retirement? And what does that mean 
as far as math and percentages. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about retirement mm -hmm. already, but when it comes down to it all, the average return on a retirement investment with, when you're in the index funds that we really like, mm -hmm. right, is around 10 to 12% year over year. And that is earnings. So 10% earnings, if you just do a little math, even if you have a high interest rate house right now, even up to seven, there's still a 3% difference yeah, there. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, and that 3% compounded year over year over year for many, many years makes a big difference. Yeah. So that 3% right there is worth putting up to, said getting closer to 15% of your income into retirement savings Yeah. before you start paying down extra on the house. And all the other reasons that we've already mentioned too, with one more to come. When you when you actually do the math on it, it is not worth paying off the house early just to have that debt gone. When you can make way more money with that money. Yeah, yeah. Because what you're what you're doing here is, let's say you you have a hundred dollars that you can have either toward retirement or you can have it toward your mortgage payment. If my mortgage payment interest rate is four percent, which is pretty normal in a normal period of time. I understand right now in the beginning of 2023 or mm -hmm. middle of 2023 right now, we're pretty high at 7%. But normally 4% is pretty average. Yeah. If I have a 4% mortgage interest rate and I put $100 toward that mortgage interest rate and I have a 30-year mortgage, I might pay off my house three years early, maybe four years early. It's not going to be a ton of time, right? So I'm going to save a little bit of money yeah. on that amount of interest that I'm going to be paying. I'll probably save ten, fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, um, depending on what your what your mortgage is. If I put that same amount of money, hundred dollars, into a retirement fund, and I just get, let's just say, I get eight percent, which is double the four percent, which is very simple to get an eight percent. Yeah, right? it's, it is. It's pretty pretty easy to get an eight percent depending on where you're at. If you get an eight percent return over that same period of time, let's say you save three years on your mortgage, that's still twenty seven years you're paying. In 27 years, if I save $15,000 on my mortgage, I'm probably going to have close to sixty dollars or $70,000 in retirement. Mm -hmm. That just makes so much more sense to have that sitting where I can not only access it yeah. because it's liquid, right? If I need to have the money to spend and I'm paying extra on my mortgage, do I have any extra liquid assets to pay? No, I don't. I don't have that cash sitting in my bank account when I pay my house off earlier. I just now have a little bit more equity in my house. But I really, I can't do anything with that. I can't go buy a car with my equity in my house, right? I still right. have to take another loan, right? If I put money into retirement and I put it into a Roth IRA, yeah. I can now access that money that I've put into it over the next 27 years. And if something comes up, I can take that money and I can use it for something else. Right. So not only is it growing... And I'm actually getting more money, but I can use it. Whereas if I'm putting it on my house, I really, I mean, it's helping me save money, but I'm not growing money and I can't really access that money. Yeah. So if we're just thinking of it as, as far as mathematically, it just makes so much more sense to put it into retirement, especially considering that the interest rates are, or the return is probably significantly more in retirement than it would be on a mortgage interest rate. 100%. Another thing to think about too is the earlier you are, right? We're talking mainly mm -hmm. now to maybe the 20, 30-year-olds, early 40-year-olds. Yeah. This makes way more of an impact for you as well. Yeah. But that's not to say that it doesn't for the 50-year-olds out there either. Correct. It still will impact them because of a compo compounding. Every seven years, it doubles. So even if you're 53, 
it'll double by the time you're 60. Correct. Yeah. And it adds up fast. Yes. It adds up quickly. It does. Seven it years does. is not a long time. <laughs> no, it's not. It goes yeah. very quickly. Seven years is, is quick. All right. So we talked four. Mm-hmm. Number five, final one, and then I'm going to give you a reason just because yeah. I do pay extra on my mortgage. Um, yeah. it's a, he's going to tell you why after all these five points, I'm just going to give gonna you anyway. a quick, it's just a quick <laughs> little thing. So number five here, you're planning on moving soon. So mm-hmm. don't pay extra on your mortgage. Yes. So because what we're doing here is if I'm planning on moving in the next year, right? I'm thinking about moving in the next year. If I put $100 a month, $200 a month onto my mortgage, right? One, back to point number one, I'm not going to see the benefit of that really because I'm not going to live there for the long term of the whole mortgage. And then two, I could be putting that money in the bank and then using it toward a down payment. 100%. That would help me on my next house. Yeah. Right? So it just makes more sense. If you're thinking about moving, there's a lot of different reasons that you you really shouldn't be putting more money onto your current mortgage because it's just going to benefit you on the next house better than it would on your current house. 100%. And even if you think, oh, I'll I'll save up some more equity maybe if I pay it down because I only got a year left and I'll pay it down and then I'll get more money when it sells. And that's not necessarily the case because you still have to get your closing costs are a percentage, Mm -hmm. not a set amount. Correct. So maybe the percentage will be a little bit lower, but in the end, when you're doing all your renovations to sell it and maybe you need to do renovations on the new property, whatever you might need to do, when you're really looking down at it, that extra two, $300, is so much better than the savings. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great point that I didn't really think about it that way. I mean, you could use that $200, $100 a month and use it even on upgrading your current house to sell it at a higher price, Yeah, right? Maybe you put that money into helping the kitchen get new floors or you you change something outside to really give you more curb appeal. Right. And it bumps your house up five grand because you've upgraded it now. Right. And, and and it only costs you $2,400, mm-hmm. right? But now you're getting more money for it. So yeah. it's all about just looking at the, the whole situation and seeing where is that going to benefit me the most, right? Because what people do is they say, hey, I can pay extra on my mortgage and I can get my mortgage paid off sooner. And that just makes sense. And in a vacuum, that does make sense. But if there's other situations out there where it makes more sense to do other things, we should be thinking about those situations. Yes. And we should really be evaluating what makes the most sense for me in my situation, and then hopefully making a better decision based on what makes the most sense. So hopefully these five different points have really kind of helped you think through, maybe it doesn't make the most sense for me in my personal situation right now to be putting extra money on my mortgage. Now, I did give you a little teaser at the beginning and said that I do put a little extra on our mortgage. And the reason that we put a little extra on my mortgage is one, my wife's peace of mind. And sometimes wife's peace of mind is more important than math. Yeah. So reason number one is it makes my wife feel a little bit comfortable. And we're only doing, when I talk about a little bit, we're only doing like 40 bucks more. So it, it's a little bit that my wife is is like, if something happens, we have that extra money that we can always take down and we can always just use it for something else. But my wife liked the idea when we first got married and we got the house, she was in the mindset on we want to pay our house down early. So we started putting extra and we just haven't changed it. So as our mortgage, as we've owned the house, our mortgage payment has gone up. 
and that has gone up because property taxes have increased mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and the home valuation has gone up, right? Yeah. So everything costs more. So what we're paying on our house currently um, hasn't changed. We've been paying the same amount, but it it used to be, I don't know, $100 more or whatever, $120 more. And now it's $40 more because everything costs more, right? But we haven't changed it, which is nice for us because I haven't had to bump up my mortgage payment in nine years. I haven't had to change that. So in my budget... I've been doing the exact same amount for nine years, yeah. which actually is pretty nice. That right? is nice. So that's helped. And it, but it's also just given my wife peace of mind. Yeah. So for you, it might be good to compromise a little bit and have a little bit of maybe it doesn't make the most mathematical sense, right? But if we're just putting a little bit to it and it's going to help my marriage and it's just going to help us with a peace of mind, then that's worthwhile in my opinion. I would agree. Because not everything has to always make 100% sense, Right with as far as the numbers if it's going to make you feel good and you just sleep a little bit better at night and you're going to be a little bit more confident and and comfortable then maybe it just makes a little bit more sense for you to do that but hopefully you're able to then look at these five things and see well maybe it doesn't make sense for me and i'm okay taking it a little bit out or lessening how much i'm putting in there and, and making a little bit more sense for one of these other situations Yeah. And that makes absolute sense. The last thing I would say too is don't make the mistake of saying, I want to get a 15 year loan. I can't afford it. I'm going to get a 30 year loan and pay it down like a 15. Mm -hmm. That's something that over 50% of people actually don't do. They still end up with a 30 year and paying it down like a 30 year anyway. And then the people that do get the 30 year and pay it down like a 15, there's a reason you couldn't afford the 15. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're stressing yourself out and you're putting your, go see our episode where we talk about how much house is too much. That would be too much. Yes. If you can't afford the 15 and you're trying to pay it down like a 15, don't do that. Look at these five points, figure out why we recommend do not pay it down like a 15. If you can't afford a 15, you shouldn't even be in the house anyway. But if you're already there and this is where you're at, look at these five points and put that money towards other debt or retirement or savings fund, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Great point. Great point. So hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Hopefully it gave you a little bit of insight into, hey, I'm, I'm looking at maybe buying a house and I've always been told I should put extra on my mortgage. Maybe I should consider these. Or I currently own a house and I've been putting extra on my mortgage and maybe one of these makes a little bit more sense. And if you're looking at buying a house and you're unsure about how much you should be buying a house for, go see our previous episode that yeah. Kevin just mentioned, where we do talk about how do you figure out how much house you can afford on your current budget. And we talked about the numbers, about why we think certain methods, I guess, make yeah. a little bit more sense than other ones for, for different people. Absolutely. So. so check those out and we look forward to seeing you next time. Follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our website, financialfeastpod.com. We'll have blog posts up and all our current episodes up there as well. So we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.